Now streaming on Not the Podcast You Deserve. Welcome to episode 128. Is that right? <laughs> sure is. 128 right. Not the Podcast right. You Deserve. It is. Who, who knew? Um, I am one of your hosts, Kyle, along with supposedly handsome Drew and Drew with a U. And this is our now streaming episode. We talk about stuff we've been watching, but guys, first. I don't have like a fun intro for this or like a, a fun name yet, but I think that it would be good to kind of open up every now streaming with just like the news of the week in the movie world, or just to kind of catch us up to speed so that we're all like understanding that the same things are around the corner. Uh, So I saw something today, the new Black Adam trailer dropped this week, and I think it actually opens this upcoming weekend. Do you guys realize that 15 years ago, The Rock signed on to star as Black Adam? (laughs) It was 2007 when when he signed on to star as as Black Adam, which is crazy to me. It's taken yeah. this long. There's two things about what you just said that bother me. One, why are they releasing trailers for a movie that comes out on Friday? Like, sure, it, it's too it's too late. I don't want a trailer now. I want to go see the movie because yeah. all you're going to do now is give away more of the movie. And I just let me go see it. All right. We came so close. It's like those people that a week before Christmas are like, can I give you your Christmas present? It's like, no, you've been holding on to it for for a month. Just let it sit. You know, just let me enjoy it on the day of, please. And then also with it being since 2007, I remember when it got announced, you know, being like a a freshman in high school and being like, oh, that's going to be so awesome superhero movies are going to change forever and they'll never be the same again. And then, um, nothing happened. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, every, I mean, I was right. Superheroes did superhero movies did change and were never the same again, but it was not because of black Adam. And man, I just hope Pierce Brosnan doesn't suck. Yeah. Well, speaking of giving away too much of the movie, uh, if y'all haven't already like seen or heard of the end credit scene, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson basically spoiled it on the red carpet <laughs> uh, <laughs> this week already. And so if you don't want to hear it, plug your ears. But he pretty I do much all but said Henry Cavill is back as Superman uh, in the end credit wow. scene of this movie. Which is great because that's just another way DC has dropped the ball over the last 10 years. Um, but yeah. 15 years in the making, we finally get uh, to see The Rock as Black Adam this upcoming weekend, which I'm pretty excited for. Crawford, you can unplug your ears now. You're Are good. we still talking about the end credit scene or what? Yeah. Like, that Did you not hear him? He talked all about it. You guys how. talked for a while. Yeah. No, we're we're good. Um, also, uh, in the world of superhero stuff, y'all know that uh, the actor whose name I can't think of, who played uh, Thunderbolt Ross in the MCU, uh, passed away. Fairly recently, uh, Hurt, William, William Hurt. Hurt. There you go, and uh, and which is you know not that dying at any point in time is ideal. Uh, really not ideal for the MCU because they were just now kind of starting the Thunderbolts, which is mm. the group that he is in charge of, yep. and all these Hulks and stuff. And he is Red Hulk in the comics. Um, so then he passed away. Did y'all see who they've cast or who is reported that they've cast to replace him? Uh, they're the ghost of Carrie Fisher. Like they did in the Star Wars movies. I'm gonna go Even better, 
Harrison Ford himself wow. has supposedly signed on uh, to take on the role of uh, Thunderbolt Ross. And I don't really know how to feel about that. I'm, it'll be awesome. I can't wait to get Harrison Ford in my MCU. Pretty much the only so character bad. he can play up to this point. No, uh, it'll be great. Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, it came out this week. Sasha Baron Cohen is reportedly uh, signed on to play Mephisto in, in the Ironheart series, which I think okay. is just a really deep troll. I think that it's a really deep <laughs> troll from everybody from WandaVision um, that really wanted uh, this character to uh, to show up. And speaking of WandaVision, um, I saw a note of like the 10 most expensive TV series of all time. Um, and I thought a couple of these would hit home with y'all. Um, I don't think anybody's into the crown, uh, but C is a S-E-E, is a Jason Momoa. Uh, I think Apple TV Plus, maybe. TV yeah, show? it's like it's like a world where everybody's blind, and then like one child is born that can see. I think, and, and like these tribes of blind people all try to kill each other, and he's that like the head terrible. of one of the tribes. <laughs> that sounds awful. That costs fifteen million per episode, and I've never seen oh, one more of an episode. Gosh. Mandalorian is fifteen million per episode as well. Game of Thrones. Was fifteen million per episode. Uh, the Pacific never heard of it. House of the Dragon comes in at twenty million per episode. The Pacific was the uh, Pacific Theater of War Band of Brothers remake that came out in like two thousand six ish. Two thousand. Mm, Is it any good? Yeah, uh, it's not as good as Band of Brothers, but it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what can be? Uh, House of the Dragon twenty million per episode. Wandavision twenty five million dollars per episode. That just Stranger Things, $30 million per episode. And the reason I'm bringing this up, number one, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power comes in at, anybody would yeah. think, yes. A billion. Yeah. Is that like $100 million? $8 million per episode, which Jeez. seems like a lot. <laughs> it's, that's, that seems pretty high. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm excited to binge watch that thing probably in the next couple weeks once we get past Halloween season. Um, and then Drew Allen, you've talked a lot about See How They Run. Yeah. It is going to be on HBO Max November 1st. Hey, so all right. I tried to find a theater near me that had it. None of them did. So I'm going to wait until November 1st, but I will watch it when it hits streaming. Wow. Uh, I'm excited about that one. I'll report back to you uh, immediately, if not immediately, close to immediately. And we've been on House of the Dragon pretty hard these last eight weeks. Uh, number one about House of the Dragon, besides the fact that it costs an insane amount of money each week to pull off. Paddy Considine, or Paddy Considine, however you're supposed to say his name, put this on his Instagram account, that he got a text from uh, George R. R. Martin after the after his final episode, and Martin said, your, your Viserys was better than my Viserys. Wow. Which is probably the highest compliment you Dang. can get from, from this area of, wow. of film. Pretty cool. Love that. Real quick, I'll hit what I've been streaming, and over to take up too much time. The Redeem Team is on Netflix. About the Olympic basketball team in 2006, maybe? Um, that was after the U.S. lost, uh, I think, two Olympics in a row for the first time in, like, forever. Um, it's really, really good if you're a sports fan at all. Uh, basketball fan, Olympics fan. It's really fun. Crawford, have you watched this one yet? I haven't, but I'm very interested. Right up your alley. I think you'd really like it. The editing on it is phenomenal. Really, really good. Um and then uh, I watched Card Counter because Crawford said that you should watch it. It's an Oscar Isaac movie. 
with Willem Dafoe and Tiffany Haddish and the guy who plays Baby Cyclops and Ready Player One and I'm sure other stuff. And it is not a good movie. Oh, no. And I will leave it at that. Did not enjoy it at all. Oscar Isaac finally made a bad movie. I don't know, Drew Allen. You tell me. Uh, Bluey. I got to put out, I got to put this up for Bluey again, guys. <laughs> they just added some more episodes to season three. And my goodness, they're so good. If, if you, even if you're not a parent, even if you don't know any small children, you go to Disney Plus, go to season three of Bluey, episode four, the, the two little girl dogs and the mom dog are trying to make an omelet for the dad dog because it's his birthday. It is funnier than every episode of Friends combined. Mm. It is so great. <laughs> and then if that doesn't get you episode 26 from season three, I don't even remember what it is. I just wrote down episode 26 from season three. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's about the why the, the mom dog and the dad dog still love each other after all this time. It is so funny. And it is better than 98% of shows that are running right now. So I can't, <laughs> I can't suggest Bluey enough. Even if you don't care about cartoon dogs or have small children. And then finally, because it's spooky season, we want to finish with The Midnight Club. Written and directed by Mike Flanagan, who is my favorite um, horror author or writer and director at this moment. Uh, it, is a, it is a show revolving around um, teens who have terminal cancer and they go to a hospice. And at midnight, they get together and they tell scary stories. The fun part is that when they're telling these scary stories, they give you like a, you get to see the story from like a cinematic viewpoint, if that makes sense. So kid is telling a story. It's now like you're in the story, right? Is that I'm tracking? You picking up what I'm yeah. putting down here? Cool. So at one point in this first episode, this girl is telling the story. It's got a really cheap jump scare and it's a pretty good one. Uh, like in terms of like, it made me go, Oh no. And like put my blanket over my head. Um, and then the kid cuts in, he's at the table, he's like, hey, that's cheap. Like, anybody can bang symbols behind your head and make you jump. Like, that's not real horror, which is a fun kind of commentary on the state of horror that we're in right now, I think. Mm -hmm. And then she continues her story, and I kid you not, there are 21 jump scares <laughs> in a row. Bang, 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 bang. 21 back to back to back. It set the Guinness Book of World Records uh, for <laughs> most jump scares in a row. And it was done to be, like, funny, like, tongue-in-cheek, like, this is the horror that you're used to and will be different, and then it's not really that different. <laughs> but I thought that was, like, I thought that was very meta and very funny. Um, it's turning out to be a good one. I don't know if it'll be as good as Haunting of Hill House um, but or Midnight Mass, but I've really enjoyed um, The Midnight Club so far, and it's a fun, spooky Halloween uh, series to to watch and. Uh, I don't know how it's going to end yet. And normally when you walk into a horror movie, you kind of already know how it's going to end. So what? I'm excited to see how it goes. And what, what's it on? Uh, the Midnight Club is on Netflix. Okay. Horror freezies, as Drew Allen likes to say. Speaking of Drew Allen, what have you been watching this week, man? Yeah, there's only been one big thing, and that's the season finale of Rings of Power, the most expensive show ever made up to this point. <laughs> I know Amazon spent like stupid amounts of money to get the rights for it. And oh, yeah. what I'll say, Crawford, are you caught up on the season finale as well? Oh, yeah. Okay, awesome. Oh, yeah, awesome. big time. Okay. So then we'll make maybe this a smaller segment. It was really good. It was very solid. I liked where they got to. It was a satisfying place, a satisfying conclusion. 
I don't think they needed to spend all of season one getting to there. And I think everybody, like, like they expected to ride the Lord of the Rings laurels, I think, a little bit. And, you know, people are going to watch this. This is a huge thing. Everybody wants this, which nobody really did. But they got it right. All the Lord of the Rings fans are going to watch it. And I like where they got to. I don't know. Crawford, what, what are your thoughts overall? Because I feel like I'm just a, a uh, repeating myself over again. It's good. It's great. It's okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, I actually really liked it. Uh, I thought it was really slow to start. I think every Hobbit story is slow <laughs> to start because I don't care about them. But then by the end, I realized I cared the whole time. So, I mean, that's how they they like yeah. lure me into it. By the time we get to the end, I'm like, oh my God, my best friends. And then I'm like, what changed? Did I change or did they change? We went on the journey together. And I mean, that's, they did it again. Yeah. So there are several of the characters that I didn't care about to start and then by the end of it, I thought it was really, really good. There were a couple twists in there that yeah. I didn't see coming. Uh, and they actually like head faked me once or twice where I was like, oh, I, I think I know where this is going. And then three episodes later, I was like, oh, I don't know where this is going. And then three episodes later, I was like, I was right the first time. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. I thought it was well acted. I thought the visuals were stunning. I liked uh, the new characters, at least for me. A lot of them were new characters. I like that they were digging into more of the lore. Yeah. Uh, and I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Now that they've kind of set up and established all the characters in the first season, they're they're all very well written, yeah. well defined. And I think it's going to lead up to a great season two. Whereas I think a lot of times people write really good season ones and do their whole character arcs yeah, there. Yeah. And then leave them going oops, now we got to restart and try to figure out what's another compelling storyline. Right. I, uh, I think this one banked on, we know we're going to get more than one season, yeah. so we're going to make you really wait for it. <laughs> and by the time you're actually compelled, now we're going to make you wait for another season. Yeah, I think that's that's a phenomenal, phenomenal point. What I was trying to get to, it's like, I think Game of Thrones would have started on episode six and then flashed back in the later episodes to some of this groundwork that they laid out, but just dropping us right at once the beginning of the story and going straight through it with not a lot happening until episode six. It's kind of, I just don't think we have the, the attention span for it. You're, up, you're absolutely right, Crawford. Crawford, what have you been watching, man? I have been watching all the same things that I typically watch, so nothing super new to report. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, now it's time for Crawford's Corner. Crawford's Corner. All right. Welcome to Crawford's Corner. Here we're talking about some movie trailers that have come out recently. And man, am I excited about this first one. It's called Spirited. And it's coming out on Apple TV+. Plus. It's starring Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Oh, yes. There's a trailer? And it's, yes. And oh, it's basically a new Scrooged. Uh, but Ryan Reynolds is playing the uh, I'm the successful businessman and Will Ferrell's playing the ghost of Christmas present and oh, wow. they are leaning into the you know this story so like it's been done a million times and they're like even in the trailer poking fun at like I'm not going to go with you I'm not going behind that door 
oh, you just think you're going to intrigue me just to see what... And he's like, mm? not even a little. Mm? And he's like, okay, fine, let's do it. And then uh, another joke, they're like in the elevator and Will Ferrell's like, yeah, my first save. Oh, I'll never forget it. It was this little boy and Brian Reynolds is like, it's Tiny Tim. And he's like, no, 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 that wasn't it. Uh, but uh, it's this little boy. He had a one crutch. Yeah, it was Tiny Tim. No, 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 something else. Uh, little Larry, maybe? He's like, no, it's Tiny Tim. And like, just on and on and on. It was. It looks really, really funny. I'm excited for those two to be in the show or movie together. Yeah, I didn't know there was a trailer already out. I'm excited. I can't wait for that. And I'm a sucker for Christmas movies anyway, so this is literally combining all of my favorite things. Next, there's a movie coming out called Women Talking, which looks very interesting. Um, the premise of the movie, from what I could tell from the trailer, is an Amish community where these women are being attacked, taken advantage of by local men in the community, and they're battling with their religion, which kind of puts women down, don't say anything, don't do anything, you need to forgive and forget, like you need to move on, but also putting juxtaposing that with this need for protection, for what's right, for justice, you know, how do they, and it's these women that get together and talk about like how they're going to fix this situation and deal with it. And it looks like it might get violent from these Amish women. I don't know, but it looks very good. Um, and there, there was an all-star cast in it as well. I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but I know Francis McDormand was in it. Um, Rooney Mara, um, uh, one or two na- other names that I saw quickly that I was like, oh, I'm excited to see them. So um, I don't know much else, but I think it'll look good. I, I don't think I'll go see that one. And then finally, Creed 3 dropped today or yesterday, sometime very recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the first one without Sylvester Stallone. And it's actually directed by Michael B. Jordan as well, which I think is fun. Yeah, and it's also starring Jonathan Majors as yeah. opposite him, uh, who is Kane the Conqueror and or uh, from The Heart of They Fall. I can't remember his name in The Heart of They Fall, um, but he has been really good in the last couple of years, and I'm excited to see him. Yeah, uh, it looks like a pretty compelling story, uh, but also hits on all of the Rocky tropes that you want it to, right? Of like. You can work out every problem in your life by like a ring and fighting and, you know, punching a bag, which is great. And then also from the trailer, it looked like the final fight scene is literally one guy in white shorts and one guy in black shorts of like the old Western style, like white hat, black hat. Like this is the good guy. This is the bad guy. I was like, that's hilarious. Just no, no questions about who you're supposed to root for in that scene. This has been Crawford's Corner. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Now Streaming. Hope you stick around as we will be talking about the season finale of She-Hulk and the next episode of House of the Dragon coming up on Not the Podcast You Deserve.